0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select Campus miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
1: There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with the seven every weekday. So follow the seven right now.
2: This is The Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on vSin.
3: Okay, Brent Musburger, thank you. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app. It's BetMGM Sports. It has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip here in town and get ready to place your bets. Bring that state-issued ID Again, got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. couple things. Michael Lombardi there in yeah. Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher. Uh, again, I, when I hear Brent's voice, I think of Billy Walters. So, again, go to vcin.com to check out. You can, it's up there right now, the interview with the GOAT. Two GOATs, Brent Musburger and Billy Walters. Want to make sure we get that in. Also, Steve Mackinan did a hell of a job breaking down the Daytona 500, which is 2.30 Eastern time, Michael's time. You can go over to vcin.com and get all the simulations.
2: Um, you know I was thinking have you ever been to the Daytona? I have Have I've never been? been
3: to a NASCAR event.
2: Have you? No, no, no. I told you, the only thing I've ever done NASCAR-wise, I watched the movie Cars. That's it, you know? <laughs> I was laugh- I was dying. Ago, I was laughing away. on the drive home when you asked
3: me about Cars. I should give it a run. I should give Cars a run and get into paternal It's a great a movie. It's vibe. a great,
2: great movie. Yeah, I mean, you got Paul Newman in it. You got, I don't know, the one guy, I forget his name, he's in it too. He's the main car. It's great.
3: Paul you Newman's your yeah. GOAT, right? Paul Newman's your
2: favorite of oh, all time. Right. He's the best, best, the greatest of all time. There's no doubt. I mean, everything he does. So... Two things. One, I think what
3: we need for the Lombardi line, I think we need one of those rock-like intros. Remember before the Super Bowl, I was driving in. What were they thinking? Did you think that was awkward when Dwayne Johnson was doing, like, a 10-minute intro? Like, it was uncomfortable.
2: I mean, and, you know, those pants look like Jack LaLanne pants. I wasn't sure what he was wearing. <laughs> they, were, you know? they were painted on. I mean, it on. was incredible. He's got like a 22-inch waist, and he's got the – I mean, I mean, look, hats off to him. I mean, incredible. But, like, they look like – remember Jack LaLanne used to wear those kind of things when he would go, okay, we're going to do one, a two, and a three? I mean, I mean, <laughs> that was impressive. I think we went over the top on that. Did I wonder what they paid Dwayne Johnson to do that. Uh, I, I don't – I mean, listen, it was – And uh, he's a competitor. I mean, he's going to start another league too. Well, I hope it works. I really do. I think it'll be more jobs for other people, and yeah, hopefully, Yeah, he bought
3: XFL, work. didn't he? Yeah, he did. He bought yeah, he the did. XFL, uh, the second one. So yesterday we get off so early here on a Saturday and Sunday. I got in the car. I brought got Jeezy in the car, the dog, and we took a ride. And we ended up driving down the strip. And I thought of Dominic because it was about <laughs> ten o'clock in the morning, and already people were falling off the street corners. It was a beautiful day, sunny, gorgeous, and the strip is majestic. But you know, Dominic, although four quite advanced for his age quite mature sophisticated i'd be let's make sure mick and the crew keep him away from the strip okay
2: i have a feeling his mother's going to make darn sure that he's not going to get anywhere near that he's going to be on the periphery and i and i've often said this and i don't know how you feel when i lived there and of course it was a long time ago and and it was a different city then. It was, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't kid-friendly on the Strip. It wasn't all that. You know, when you lived in the town, you rarely went to, went to the Strip unless you went to the buffets to eat because you were so poor. But, you know, it was like two different towns. And I think it's even more so now as it's just boomed and the town has grown so dramatically. So I have a feeling his mother's going to do a good job of keeping <laughs> him out of there. You know, I think he's got to get used to the heat more than anything.
3: To answer your question, I've been here two and a half years. I've been to the Strip once with my mom to yeah. see the Beatles show. I mean, think about it. Yeah, that's exactly. That's it.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's people don't realize you don't go down there, you know, it's and so... But, look, it's, it's, it'll be great. It's a great opportunity for their family, and it's a great opportunity for him personally to, to see as he takes his next step in his career. career and, and we'll see if – I'm sure Dominic will be there to help him.
3: And you can tell your son, who's just 33 and an offensive coordinator, which I think is incredible, you can tell him the stories when you were here in Vegas. You had Burger King coupons and couldn't afford anything. Yeah. He, can, he doesn't need no, coupons. I-
2: no, he doesn't need coupons. And apparently, according to him, the food at the Raider facility is magnificent. And, you know, they feed you three meals a day. So he's doing good. He, You know, he's he's feeling pretty good. That facility, they say, oh. is magnificent. And so, you know, I think everything's in line for the Raiders since this move. And credit their former president, Mark Bidane, for making all this happen. Because without him, I don't think it would have. I really don't. I mean, they were able to – they got driven out of the L.A. market, which they should have been in the L.A. market. And they found gold on the other side. Sometimes when things don't always go in your favor, they go in your favor. And I think this is the perfect example. The Raiders were excluded from the Los Angeles market. They, took, they had guts. They moved to Las Vegas. They built a stadium. They built a facility. And they put a team there. Now the next thing is, do you think the NBA goes there, Patrick? Oh, yeah. Do you think the NBA makes oh, a move yeah. there? I think
3: Major League Baseball's coming. MLS should be here within the next couple of years, Major League Soccer. We're def- Silver's already said he wants an NBA team here. I mean, this area, yeah. when you were here, I mean, it was probably a couple hundred thousand people. This area is blown up like nothing. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah. Like, for example, we've got the All-Star Game NBA in Cleveland. I got a friend that covers the NBA. He's like, it's cold, it's dark. I yeah. mean, it's February in Cleveland. Everything can be handled here in Vegas, and these leagues with the proliferation of gambling know this very much, Michael.
2: No doubt. And I asked my buddy, who's at the NBA All Star Game, who's in the league, and I said, "Where you guys? Where's everybody staying?" He said, "Well, the Ritz downtown." Which, you know, it's a Ritz, but it's not like some of the hotels in Vegas and some of the other places. And I think when Vegas had the All Star Game a couple years, they probably weren't ready for it. They needed that experience to go through it, but. You know, I think if you're going to have an all-star game, you should at least have the players in warm weather. I think that should be a rule.
3: And give credit to Mark Davis. It's crazy. When I lived in LA, you know, the still the most popular team in LA as far as is still the Raiders. I mean, no, dif- no disrespect doubt. to the Rams. The Rams, it was so old school. They were gone for 20 years. The Raiders resonated. You know, there was this there was a cool association with the Raiders in L.A., and now that the Raiders are here in Vegas, I'm telling you, last year it really caught on, and I think it's going to continue. I'm excited for the franchise here. Now, speaking of being excited for a franchise, we're going to break down every team, the road to the draft. Last year I had a team that's 3-13-1. That's the Detroit Lions. They were 10-6-1 ATS, and everybody knows this. The Lions were competitive, and they what, Michael? They played hard. The one thing I will say, and that was Dan Campbell year one, what I liked was remember, he usurped. He took the offensive play calling duties away from Anthony Lynn, and so there was reports that there was some bitterness there. Did you see what Anthony Lynn said about Dan Campbell this week? Anthony Lynn, who's now up in San Francisco, he said, great leader. The players play hard for him. I got nothing but respect for Dan Campbell. That's good when you have a disagreement, yet you're still talking positive about a guy.
2: Well, I think if you're honest with somebody, you know, it, 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 where you get a disagreement is when you try to lie or table it or blame somebody else. Like, just be a man and say, look, I'm the head coach. This is my program. I, I'm going to call the plays. I, I feel I can do a better job. And I'm just being honest. And I think that I, I need to be able to instill my personality within the team. And I think ultimately, you know, one thing about the Lions, and we can laugh about them, their talent level we know is not very good, but they have gotten better. They have gotten better. They did improve themselves over the course of the season, and I think that's something you have to look at, and that's attributed to Campbell's willingness to be a head coach, Campbell's willingness to to admit the mistake. He made a ton of mistakes. I mean, you know, it's funny. I'm going to write this tomorrow for the Daily Coach. We talk about leaders. We talk about – Every player goes into an offseason. What does he have to do to improve, right? But we never talk about the coach. What does he have to do to improve? And Dan Campbell, you know, as good as, as he got the team to play, there's a huge area for improvement, yes. huge and growth as a coach. And he's got five more years to do that. And so, you know, as he rebuilds this team, you know, he needs to repair and fix some of the things he made mistakes on, which is just human nature because it's a hard job to walk into. And as he pre- – does that and he becomes better, now he can allow his team to get better. And this year's draft sets up perfectly for him because what they need to do is they need to invest into the defensive front. I mean, they've got a good offensive line, you know, that, that when they get guys healthy, I think can really come back and, and see what they can do. But, I mean, you know, they've got two tackles that are really good players, that they're good enough on the inside, and then they've got to find some skilled players, there's no denying that. But they also need to fix this defense, and they need to get some pass rushers. And that's going to be the critical component because they gave up so many points last year, Patrick, that it was hard to really uh, to, hard to really understand where they were. They were slow on defense. They couldn't really cover. But they kept improving within the Aaron Glenn system, and you give them credit.
3: I give him credit, Campbell. I'll give him a 10 out of 10 for setting a culture. I'll give him a 1 out of 10 in-game. He was so sloppy Back. and overwhelmed in-game. What I think he did do well, and you saw the average points per go up – He ended up calling plays for half the season, and the offense got better once he took those over from Anthony Lynn. I don't know if he's going to continue to call plays. Needs, you nailed it. They're fine on the offensive line. They're fine at tight end. They're fine at running back. We can have the quarterback conversation. They need an edge. And you know who's sitting there, the kid Hutchinson from Michigan. If Jacksonville goes kneel at one, Hutchinson's going two to the Lions. They need an edge desperately.
2: You would think so. And he fits the Campbell mold. I mean, you can watch Hutchinson play and know he plays hard every single play, where when you watch Thibodeau play, are are you sure? Is, is that how you say his name? Am I yeah, right with you that, know, Thibodeau? It,
3: Thibodeau's perfect.
2: Yeah, I think I, you're right. You know, you, you could see moments where he just disappears off the screen and you're like, where is this guy? He's so talented. Like, where is he? You know, and I, and I think that fits with Campbell once. And so, look, Jared Goff's not an elite player. He's not a top 10 quarterback in the league. But until you can find a way to replace him, and it's not Tim Boyle, and it's not David Blau, you've got to go with them. You're not going to be able to get every single player in need fixed in a draft. What you need to be able to do is, and if you look at the teams that have built really good Super Bowl teams, is they collect three or four drafts together. And that's the goal you have to have if you if you are the Lions. They're going to need some skill players. Their two receivers, Reynolds and Raymond, are free agents, along with Hodge. You know, so they have really nobody on the team other than St. Brown that can be a receiver. So they've got to fix that area as well. And they're going to have the cap room to do it, Patrick. I mean, let's face it. They're going to have enough room to where maybe they can get, you know, they're going to have 21 million of cap room. They can fix that, that room a little bit as they go along.
3: Yep. Big time needs wide receiver. Michael nailed it. They need an edge. They need a safety. They need linebackers. They've swung and missed on linebackers over yeah. and over. And one thing I will say about Hutchinson, if you throw on the Georgia tape, he got manhandled. He got manhandled in the Orange Bowl. That's disconcerting if you're a Lions fan because he played great against Ohio State and then got beat up by those bigs against Georgia. Yep, and that's what he's going to see every week. And he's going to see that and more every single week. All right, just getting started as far as the NFL. Come on back, Lombardi Line on a
0: Sunday. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for
2: Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
3: Okay, First Bet Express Bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000. You get ten bucks instantly, and you can receive up to a thousand dollars in bonuses. Visit slash horses for more details. That's slash horses for details. Use the bonus code Vegas1000. Quick, Michael, what's your horse you bet on when you were in college? loaded on uh, beer. Her,
2: her magical self
3: her magical but, self but to be fair she wasn't
2: she was not and she was not god rest her soul i'm sure she's not with us today but certainly was it made for an exciting afternoon <laughs> and running to the OTB, her, magical, seeing the self. Yes. her magical self, hopefully, yes. she's on a lot of money.
3: hopefully she's somewhere on a farm. Hopefully she's somewhere on a farm right now. Yeah, she's maybe
2: yeah, one of those Kentucky farms. I mean, have you ever seen some of those videos where you watch these horses who have, have had these magnificent careers and then they go off to these wonderful farms in Kentucky and just eat yeah, hay and gorgeous. kind of stroll around? That's pretty good life, huh?
3: I mean, prob- we are a betting network, so probability of her magic. That was probably 35 years ago, so probability-wise, RIP to her magical self, but for the most part. Yeah. And a RIP to your, your ticket uh, that you bet that day. Um, yeah, yeah. Can I ask you a quick question before we get to the poll yeah, question sure. results from yesterday? You know, Stephen Bond, he's over here whipping me. Um, Jared Goff, if, yeah. you're the- if you're in the front office with the Lions, I believe after this year there's an out to the contract. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it gets dicey with the contract. But what would be the conversation front office-wise with Goff and the Lions?
2: We're looking. You know, we're looking. We need to get better. But we can't get better until we get better. That we're not going to throw a pair of twos into the way if we got, you know, we can at least compete. You know, yes. the goal here is is to focus everybody in the organization on a three-year plan. You know, and, and that's really what it's all about, is we're going to, we have to get good before we get great. And golf might allow us to get good. We're going to need to get great. And so, would you be interested in Deshaun Watson? Perhaps. you might. You might want to be. You got the second pick overall in the draft. You know, it, are you going to be willing to, to part with this high contract for another one? I mean, I think you got to make those phone calls. You got to kick the tires. I think the one thing I learned, you know, when when the Seattle Seahawks drafted Russell Wilson, I was really kind of like, how are they? Going, how's this going to work? You know, and I learned that that ultimately it works. Like you just throw them in there and you know they had Matt Flynn, they had Charlie Whitehurst and then they draft Wilson and I'm like how do you use a third round pick when you already have well, they weren't sure. So I think that's ultimately what you have to do if you're the Lions, you just keep kind of tinkering with it. And you say well, you can't give up any assets. Your team's not good enough. Well, when you get the quarterback, you got a better chance to get your team better quickly. So I think you kick all the tires, Patrick. And kick all the tires.
3: St- yeah, and don't start giving away assets. He's a good character guy. Goff's not going to cause any troubles. He's going to be steady. I mean, there's, you know, you're not going be-
2: to. I could see them trading golf to Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh would love golf. Now, I would one. be worried about golf playing in cl- cold weather. I mean, if you've seen golf, he loves the table for too near the heaters. But I mean, I think to me, you would you you would worry about him, especially when you do an analysis of him playing in cold weather. You know, but I think, you know, look, he's not, he's not going to be hurt you to where it, you can't play him the next week. Will he make some mistakes in a game? Sure. But, you know, he took a team to a Super yeah. Bowl. He, he deserves more than that, you know. Is he perfect? No. But there's a lot of guys that aren't perfect. And, and there could be a lot worse. At least they have one in Detroit. You know, they, at least they have one. Chicago has hope for one in fields.
3: Look. He he's a starter. You can scheme around his deficiencies. He's he's a steady starter, you know. But the Matthew Stafford conversation is fascinating because he was throwing pick sixes and picks the second half of the year. But Michael, they traded for him for three or four throws in that Super Bowl, and that's what and that is the difference between Golf and Stafford. He made those three or four throws that took him over.
2: There's no doubt. I think I think that you could made the argument along the second half of the season how much better did Stafford make them than actually what Goff would have given them, and I think you nailed it perfectly. I think the the no look pass to Cup coming across mm. the middle, where he where he moved Vaughn, where he moved the safety a little bit right, and and he got him out of there, and Cup was able to come clean through there, a huge throw. You know the back shoulder throw in the end zone to Cup. We it's great. I mean. Everybody makes that throw. Yeah, Kof can do that. I, I, yeah, everybody does that. That no look throw to me was the the big one. And, and frankly, look, he played better than the other quarterback in that game. You know, he played better. He didn't make mistakes. And when he had the opportunity to deliver the throw, whether it was to Beckham early in the game or whether it was to cup late in the game, he made those throws and give him credit.
3: Nope, you nailed it. And I, I, the golf's a good dude. I, the table for two at the, at the heater cracks me up every time because he does. He gets that golf
2: face, and you start to worry. You know, and he's just not good. Some guys are not good in cold weather. I mean, look, we go back, and if you're and look, I don't care, care if you're a Dolphin fan or not. Watch the Tennessee tape. Go back and watch the Tennessee tape. Miami playing Tennessee in a must-win. And, and the game starts out, it's dry. And Tua looks pretty good. And then once the rain hits and the ball becomes wet, watch the game. Watch him handle the football. Mm -hmm. Watch him throw the football in the game. And then you tell me if you think this guy can handle bad weather. It's fortunate he's going to play probably nine games a year in very nice weather, assuming that they don't get a monsoon in September but that that's part of playing quarterback in the NFL. You've got to have the right game for the right city. Favre, for example, was brilliant for Green Bay. So was Rodgers. Not a lot of guys can play in that kind of weather, you know, and not a lot of guys are good at playing in that weather, and I think that you know, that's just part of the evaluation process. I think that's one of the reasons why everybody's concerned about Pickett's hand size is when the weather turns and you have a small hand, are you going to lose the football? Or are you not going to be able to throw it as effectively? Those are legitimate concerns that you could say, well, that's really not a big deal. No, it is a big deal. Yep,
3: absolutely. Okay, we transition. Let's go throw up the poll question here, uh, Stephen. As we asked you yesterday, who would you bet on to win the NBA championship? The Warriors were sitting four and a half to one. The Suns four and a half to one. I know where Michael's going. He likes the Suns and I do too. The Nets five and a half. Uh, the Bucks five and a half. And here's what you had to say. There's the results, Michael. The Warriors 47 and a half who haven't been playing well. As of late, you heard JVT talking about that. The Suns come in third. The Bucs 29.1. And I agree with Michael on the Bucks. I think the Bucs are going to miss the big. I mean, I, Lopez is a huge
2: miss for the Bucs. No doubt I mean and when you look at all the the problem with the Suns is most of the people voting probably haven't watched a lot of sun games they play out in the West Coast That's right you know and you don't get to see a lot of them and you know and so the Warriors are more of a national team but when you look at their point differential and you look at their offensive ratings and defensive ratings, I mean there's no comparison now between the Suns numbers and the Golden State Warriors numbers. I mean there's just no comparison. I mean, you know, it, whether you go offense, defense, spread differential, all those areas. I mean, you know, the, the, the point differential, the Warriors are 21st. The offense, they're 20th over the last two weeks. Defense, they're 20th over the last two weeks. And spread differential, they're 30th. Meanwhile, those numbers the last two weeks for the, for the Phoenix Suns are five on point differential, four on offense, four on defense. They're really good. Their numbers do not lie. And so if you're willing to, at 450, I think they give you a really good opportunity. They've done nothing, nothing to say that they can't. And what makes me like them even more is they're battle-tested. They've been here before. They had a 2-0 lead against Milwaukee. They let it slip. Yep. And they're looking for some revenge. Here's a couple
3: comments. I'd like to see the Suns play Steve Mash, Steve Nash in the Nets. That would be
2: interesting. You call that's called that's the Clapper. Michael calls Steve the Clapper Junior. Yeah, Clapper Junior. Yeah, we'll call the Clapper Junior. No. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, the Nets, Br- Brooklyn's numbers. I think JVT spoke about this. If you get point spread weekly. Uh, 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 this week, he, he talks about how Brooklyn's numbers are just going way down, and he's got a great write-up uh, in, in there on the teams, and you can analyze that, and you can see that what they're doing, and and kind of go through who's good against the spread, who's not, and who's playing well. I think the NBA is all about keep evaluating teams in two-week blocks. Okay, now, I don't think you can look over the landscape of the NBA. I think you have to look in two-week blocks.
3: Yeah. The one thing the Suns haven't done, they haven't taken their foot off the gas. They haven't rested players. And they're not taking nights off. This is a team that's going to come in super motivated. Quickly on the All-Star game, Michael. I just want, mm. it, again, it's largely uncompetitive. It's an exhibition. But many like to bet the total, all right? And if you're betting the under in the All-Star game, you're a psychopath. So yeah. the 324 and a half on the total. What you need to understand is this is the third consecutive year we've gone to the Elam ending. And what does that mean? fourth quarter the clock is turned off they take the leader after three the team that's leading after three they add 24 points for Kobe and then the first team to get to that total do you understand so the last two years with the Elam ending we've had a total of 312 scored and 320 scored last year And the total sitting on the board at 324 so the last two years with this special ending have gone under the posted total today so again elam ending it's very confusing the leader after three quarters you had 24 for kobe's number and then those two teams race to that total does that make sense yeah it does i bet the under I just said you got to be a psycho. But you're right because you know everybody. Listen, it opened 321, it's up to 324 and a half. Steam to the over, Michael. We're coming back yeah. with Thomas
2: Gable. I'm guys. not sure everybody knows the new rules. I think that's the problem. <laughs> it is weird.
4: You're
2: listening to The Lombardi Line on V featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Once again, here's Patrick Maher.
3: Okay, we've got a great new offer here at v only described as Madness. Now through April 4th, 2022, you get everything we offer for 29 bucks. College Hoops Betting Guide, Daily Best Bets. Those, by the way, are our handicappers do the work, and then we give the plays and we send them to your email. So if there's a day you just don't have time, we'll give you the plays, 24-7 video access, betting splits, breakdowns of every single game. Again, it's Madness. This deal only happens once a year, so check it out right now. 29 bucks. Beeson.com slash madness. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas, where there's still a bit of a hangover, I'd say, here at the book. I mean, we got the beauty pageant going on at the South Point, which has been... yes. Yeah, so
2: we're going to get a winner today, I would assume. Right? I, would, I would think We're going to so. get a winner. Th-
3: it's been, a, it's been it's a, awesome. a breath of fresh air here at the South Point, although the book has been... Um, as I look right now, it's a little dead because I think there's a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. Let's see if yeah. that's the same over at the Borgata as we bring in the race and sports book director, Thomas Gable, there at the Borgata in Atlantic City. Nicest book, nicest uh, casino on the coast. Thomas Gable, is there a little bit of a hangover at the Borgata as
4: well? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But uh, <clears throat> we'll, see, we'll see how today goes. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a hangover. How are you
3: feeling, man?
4: Uh I'm okay I'm okay it's president's day weekend so uh we we're expecting a busy uh busy sunday here uh, busier than a normal sunday uh even though there's no football um but um the casino i mean uh will be packed for sure how
3: about how about nascar have you been taking action on the daytona five hundred which is two thirty eastern time
4: yeah i mean it's uh, it's the biggest nascar race in terms of handle in in the year but uh it's nothing that's going to make or break your day you know people are betting matchups um and obviously the outright winner but uh it's it's nothing that's going to you know going to either make you win or lose on the day by any means
3: TG joining us. Okay, let's start with today's capping and we'll get to the Des Moines special. Yep. Michigan and Wisconsin. This is a very this is big for both, right? Wisconsin as far as in mm-hmm. league and Michigan wanting to make the dance here. I got Wisconsin laying two and a half and one thirty-eight and a half on the total here, Thomas.
4: Yep, that's uh that's where we're at. This uh totals down uh from the one thirty nine and a half, but Michigan coming off an eighty four seventy nine win on the road on Thursday against Iowa. And now they're traveling to Wisconsin here. Big game in terms of their NCAA tournament hopes. They are 4-1 uh, ATS in their last five games as underdogs. But uh, after today, more than likely they'll be favored in every remaining game on their regular season schedule up until their finale there against Ohio State. But uh, let's look at Wisconsin, who are 11-4 and four in the Big Ten. But they're very pedestrian in terms of statistical ranks in the conference. They're 10th in scoring at 71 points per game, 11th in rebounding, 14th in assists, 14th in field goal percentage. But what they lead in, though, is that all-important category, which is turnovers. They only average 8.6 per game, which is fewest in the country. So fundamentally, Wisconsin is a very sound basketball team, which is why they're in the position that they're in. They have that tremendous sophomore guard in Johnny Davis who averages over 20 points per game. He also rebounds very well for his position. He averages over eight per game. So Wisconsin here is favored by two and a half. Uh, Should certainly be a close game. I I would uh, lean Wisconsin, though, here at home.
2: You, you, Michigan has been, you know, not as good on the road. They're five and six away from home, and they're five and eight against the spread. Uh, you know, but the one thing that concerns you in this game, to me, is Michigan. Their offense will get Wisconsin's. I mean, when I hear, always hear Wisconsin, I think great defense. But you would, would you agree they're not a great defense this year?
4: I, I think they're they're a better than average defense, but they're not um, what you would normally. Right. right. I know what you're talking about, Michael. They're not what you would normally expect them to be.
3: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Dickinson should be able to test the Wisconsin Biggs, but you mentioned it, Mich- Michigan so Michigan blew out Purdue last, but that was at home, actually. The Iowa win on the road was fascinating. that That's something they needed, and I think Iowa's a two dollar favorite in that one. Okay, next one up from Thomas Gable here before we get to the Des Moines play. Providence Butler, where are you sitting with mm-hmm. this matchup?
4: So Providence is a three-and-a-half point favorite here on the road. It's a tricky spot for them. They lost to Villanova on Tuesday, 89-84 at home, which was a terrific game in front of a raucous home crowd there for them, which you typically don't get to say about Providence. Uh, but you have to wonder about potential letdown spot for them here. It's an early Sunday afternoon game on the road at Butler, and it was a very emotional loss for them uh, against Villanova. So. I think this game will tell you a lot about this team. Um, They've exceeded expectations all season long. Now Butler's coming off that blowout loss to St. John's on Friday night in New York City. Um, They were without Bo Hodges, their senior guard in that game. So uh, it looks like the most recent that I'm seeing here, and this was just maybe 10, 15 minutes ago, Hodges will play today. Yep, So that's uh, big, big news for Butler. Um, you know, we, we talked about Providence a little yesterday, and this is a team, when you look at the data, it tells you that they should not be as good as they are record-wise. Uh, but what I value in this team is their experience playing together, uh, which in college basketball always means something to me. Um, they're extremely well coached, and they and they execute very well in the full court and transition. Now, we know Butler loves to play slow, and they make all of their games half-court games. So Providence will have to shoot better than what they uh, have been from the perimeter, uh, but Hodges—he's such a big piece of that yes. Butler team. So again, now we know he's in. I mean, that was key to whether before you make any play on this game. That was the key information to know. Yeah, um, I got 18 minutes ago.
3: 18 minutes—he is in. Enzi and Hodges in for Butler. By the way, if you're looking for a mid-afternoon nap on a Sunday, watch Butler basketball.
2: Yeah, but but you know what's funny though, Patrick. Though the, the last game when they played, it was sixty nine, sixty two. So it went over the one thirty one. It was one thirty one, and this number, Thomas, is what are you at one twenty eight and a half,
4: one twenty nine and a half right now.
2: Okay, so you're even, yeah. We, in some shops, it's down to one twenty eight, yeah. right? It's so that that's yeah, it, which is going to be even a slower a pace. Point. Yeah, I would yeah, think so, especially point. coming in. I mean, if this game's in the sixties, you're going to be it's a it, it's one of the high sixties. You're going to lose it. On the over.
3: So before we get to the Des Moines play, uh, just in a minute here, Thomas. What stood out yesterday? How about Texas Tech beating Texas on the road? That was huge.
4: That was big. Um, That that um, Florida game um, was was also very big. I think with Auburn, Um, you know, that was a spot there that you kind of had circled where Auburn. You know, they've been pretty fortunate on the road this season against weaker teams, and they pulled out some close games. And that was one that you just kind of had a feeling like, uh, with the way that they've been playing on the road, they might lose. And, um, you know, they were four and a half point favorites and and went down outright. So, um, you know, now that uh, that conference gets pretty interesting there at the top with them in Kentucky.
3: Michael's Arkansas team big win yesterday as well against Tennessee. Yeah, that was huge.
2: Um, Huge. Okay, let's get don't don't dismiss some. No,
3: no, I I love. I think Musselman does a hell of a job. What he did up in Nevada as well was incredible. Sweet sixteen. Let's go with the Des Moines play. Now we got to get back on the horse here, T.G.Z. Uh, Des Moines special.
4: Yeah,
3: Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. we we won't talk about that. We're still ten and seven. (laughs) Stony Brook and Hartford. We're digging deep. What do you got here?
4: Yeah, so this is second half of a back-to-back in the America East Conference. Uh, yesterday, these two teams played. Stony Brook won yesterday's matchup, 88-82. to uh, They improved to 16-11 and overall, 8-6 and in the conference. So, Hartford, they shot just 7.1% from three in the first half of that game yesterday, and they finished below 30% for the game from three. And this is not a bad three-point shooting team in Hartford. Uh they they shoot 36.6% on the year. And Stony Brook, they've been scoring a lot of points lately. They scored over 80 points in their last four games. They do struggle defensively. Opponents are shooting over 55% inside uh, the three-point line against them. There was plenty of offense in yesterday's game between these two, but I expect some regression in the shooting of Stony Brook, but I definitely expect some improved outside shooting from Hartford here today. They're not going to shoot as poorly as they did. Um, so I don't expect this game to get into the one sixties again like it was played yesterday, but I do expect this total to be around one fifty. So we're going to go over the one forty five and a half.
2: Nice. You over know, Harper's interesting. I mean they went to the tournament last year and they were they're 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 going to a division three program next year and they brought most of their players back, but that they haven't had the same success as they did last year, huh Thomas?
4: no they really haven't <clears throat> which is it's sort of been surprising um but again I, you know i just don't really know what it is with this team i mean they yesterday's game for sure uh they they shot really really poorly there in that first half and uh that dictated everything they they were on a three game winning streak coming into yesterday so we'll see um i mean they they are favored here um uh, today in this one by a point
3: just just is putting you on the spot in 10 seconds Kentucky Auburn play on a neutral what do you set the number
4: I'm sorry which
3: game Kentucky path? Auburn neutral court what would you set the number
4: um, I would put uh, I would definitely favor Kentucky in that I would uh, probably favor them
2: by three
3: you're the best Thomas Gable thank Thanks, you Thomas. coming back with Josh next
5: So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening.
2: You're listening to the Lombardi line on VCN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
3: BetMGM customers can score big with a special offer on NBA All-Star Game. Of course, coming up 8 Eastern tonight in Cleveland. Simply place a $25 wager on the game, and you're going to receive $10 free. That's a free bet that you can use for any NBA wager. Just opt in with the promotion, place your bet, and enjoy all the All-Star action like never before with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. It's the king of sports books. Sign into your BetMGM account today and get that ten bucks free. Okay, eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Opt-in required. Twenty-one years of age or older to wager. One-eight hundred Gambler. If you have an issue, the A-team now. Femi, he survived a mall, so he 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 gets he he gets Pritch today. Who's his
2: partner today? Pritch. Who's He got today.
3: Pritch is in Good. today. So like Pritchard Good. and Femi coming up next, and that is. That's that's like a vacation compared to having to hang out with a mall Shaw for three hours, yeah, to be fair. No doubt. Pritch <laughs> is the nicest guy ever. Okay, speaking of nice guys, we bring in our buddy Josh Applebaum, Market Insights is the pod, and his partner Pritch during the weekdays on Betting Across America. Hi, Josh. How are we feeling with the new haircut?
5: Oh, appreciate it, Patrick. Well, yeah, I got my ears lowered, so I got to keep up with you good-looking guys here. But we got a lot to get to today. I know there's no NFL. People are uh, missing the NFL. Don't worry. The draft is coming up. A lot of uh, making bookmaking and betting opportunities here to take advantage of the draft. But for today, guys, let's talk some NBA, the All-Star Game. We'll get into maybe some college basketball games. First off with the All-Star Game, guys, we are seeing a little bit of movement uh, toward the dog here with Team Durant. Team LeBron has won four consecutive All-Star Games. I'll get into the total in a second. But... Early on, you did see Team LeBron open as a six-and-a-half-point favorite at BetMGM. Got down to five-and-a-half, so early money took Durant here. Uh, but you have seen a little buyback today. It's kind of going back to Team LeBron, back up to six. If you're looking to go contrarian here, again, it's an exhibition game. No matter what you're betting, I wouldn't you know, go crazy tonight. Consider it Big Mac money, pizza money, if you want to put you know, 10 bucks down on it and have some fun. I would wait out and see if you can get to Team Durant at plus six-and-a-half. That's pretty much a contrarian spot. You have a majority bets here on Team LeBron, but Patrick, you did a really good job explaining this Elam rule to me. I'm really fascinated by the total in this game. It opened at 321 at BetMGM. It's been bet up all the way to 324, 324 and a half. You had a lot of steam over the last, you know, 24 hours last night into today, pushing this thing over. And Patrick, you hit it on the head here. It's all about understanding the rules of this game. It's if you haven't seen this before, as you mentioned, it's the third consecutive year we've had this. You're going to basically have a target score. So whatever the score is at the end of end of three quarters, you're going to add 24 points to that. So let's say maybe team LeBron is up, you know, 133 to 124. You'll add 24 to the leading score, make it 157. Then they erase the clock, and it's going to be a race to 157 there in the fourth quarter. You're not going to play any defense. You've got a lot of money to the over, 72% of bets, 84% of money. Guys, I'll sweat the over. And if you're wondering, this kid Nick Elam, I don't know how he got famous. He's a professor of educational leadership at Ball State. And when he was a senior at Dayton in 2004, he said, uh, he was watching a terrible game that was just foul, foul, stop the clock. It was so annoying. He came up with this idea. The NBA has adopted it permanently. But no matter what you're going to bet on, guys, know these rules before you get down on this game. Yeah,
3: well put. And the Elam system mm-hmm. has the, the results as far as the totals the last two years. This is the third year, 312 and 320. So under what we're looking at today. And the LeBron angle, Michael Lombardi, he's back in Cleveland. He's going to want to show mm-hmm. out. There is a an alarming edge as far as talent is concerned with team LeBron of course Josh is going with the dogs contrarian but th- that's the <laughs> angle on LeBron no no Durant on team Durant that's 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 rough when your captain's not there
2: yeah, that's the hard part. I mean, you know, one of the best players isn't there. And then, you know, obviously you've got to handicap, you know, like Josh said. I think you've got to be careful how much you want to spend on this because you've got to handicap motivation. And we know no defense is going to be played. And the only reason the over won't hit, maybe not hit, is because of the new rules. So I, I think this is, as Josh put it, this is, remind yourself, it's an exhibition game and the level of intensity isn't going to be there. So don't put your level of intensity in, in your wallet.
3: For the overbetters, that's actually well put. For the overbetters, the year before Elam came into play, 342 points scored. So that would be a good omen for the over as we take a look at the All-Star game coming up tonight. Josh Applebaum, anything in college basketball today?
5: Yeah, so I'll throw a couple of college games at you guys. Again, a smaller-than-usual slate here after you have a huge Saturday with over you know 120 games, but a couple that caught my eye. Number one, look at Memphis and SMU today. It's a 3 o'clock game, uh, two really good teams from the American Athletic Conference. Memphis is kind of on a roll here. They've won six straight. Overall, they're 15-8. and eight. They're only 10-12-1 and one against the spread. On the other hand, you have SMU as a very short home dog. SMU is coming off a loss to Temple, a really bad loss. they were a three-point road favorite. You lose 64-57. But I like grabbing the points here with SMU, guys. You have a big majority of bets on Memphis, the Penny Hardaway angle. They have a lot of young players who are, you know, McDonald's All-American, so it's kind of a public team that's hot. It's a short number. Just lay it here. But even though you're getting about two-thirds of bets on Memphis, this line is staying right at three. So we kind of have some line freeze action. If Memphis is so popular, why aren't they up to minus three and a half, minus four? The line stayed where it's at. And some juice and really, you know, I see one book even maybe trending down toward two and a half. So I jumped on the three with SMU, kind of a buy low spot. They're 12-0 at home this year. Memphis has struggled on the road four and five. And our buddy Ken Palm, this would be a, I joke around, but a Ken Palm sound the alarm play because SMU, he has actually winning this game 75-74. to So I'll take the plus three. Looks like a good line freeze action play here on the Mustangs.
3: The this one is close to Michael's heart. The next one up, Michael Josh is going to have a breakdown of St. Peter's and Sienna.
2: And just a my, my warning, team. you
3: might be you better not be fading Sienna, okay? Because that, yeah, no that
2: is no the granddaughter way. in the family now. Uh, yeah, there we go. I watched that game, I, I watch Sienna. What
5: do you got, Josh? Well, (laughs) I was going to say, here goes the handicap. Michael, I'm going to make you upset here. I like St. Peter's (laughs) in this spot. I'll tell you why. Uh, It's kind of a 50-50 bet split. And again, these are kind of some of these obscure games are off the radar here a little bit. Uh, But what I like about this one, guys, kind of 50-50 bet split. You actually have even a slight majority of bets here on Siena. Yet you had St. Peter's open as a one-point favorite. They've been now bet up to minus one and a half. So kind of public is saying, you know, both teams they have the same record. You might as well grab Sienna as a dog at home. The difference to me, guys, aside from you know a small game and a line move can be very meaningful. They're both averaging 66 points offensively, but the St. Peter's defense, are only giving up about 64 versus 70 for Siena. They do have a rebounding margin here, 36 a game versus 33. And I put a lot of stock when you have the second go-around in these matchups into a revenge angle. This would be the revenge angle with St. Peter's. They lost to Michael Lombardi's Siena 60-58 to 58, back on December 5th. Ken Palm has uh, St. Peter's winning by three. So in these little, you know, slight edge type plays with the line move and a Ken Palm edge, I'll go St. Peter's on the money line, Uh, but either it'll be Siena and and Michael, you're Siena or St. Peter's here. At least somebody will get a win.
2: Well, you know, I mean, Saint, I mean, Siena beat them earlier in the season. They beat them by two. They beat them in, in, at St. Peter's, so obviously. And Sienna's actually played fairly well the last five games. They lost to Marist the other night, but they had an overtime win against Ryder, and, and you know, they beat Fairfield and Iona. I mean, they beat Iona's team. So, look, you know, I, I think these games will be really close, and I, and I lean towards taking any time you can get the points in these kind of games.
3: Josh, you got one more play. I think it's Jacksonville State, correct?
5: Yeah, we're going off the beaten path with this one, guys. A little teachable moment. When you look at uh, you know, odds on a game, whether it's on your app or you're at a sports book, you see that three-digit number, typically it's going to be like game eight five eight-eight five nine. When you get to these, what we call added game or extra games, this uh, basically the ID rotation number is 306-091-306-092. So, what does that mean? Typically, you got to search for these games. They're not right in front of your face. You got to find like the add a game, extra game tab. So the public doesn't really look for these games, but I really like line moves on add a game, extra games because it kind of tells you that even though no one's waking up, and we joke about this all the time, no one's waking up saying, I got to bet Beller, mine, and Jacksonville State, pros move the number. So they looks like they may have, have had an edge here. I like Bellarmine. They opened minus one at home. They've been up to minus one and a half. Uh, you do have um, kind of a, a good home opportunity here. They've been eight and three at home. And we do have Ken Palm with a two-point win by Bellarmine. So when you it, line moves are always meaningful to me, guys. We know that not every single one is going to win. But we can get these really weird games that no one's looking at. The line moves to me are important because it tells me pros have a good number. Maybe they said Bellarmine should be a you know two-point favorite. Let's hit that minus one early. Give me Bellarmine on the money line.
2: Where is that school, Michael? Bellermine. I think it's I, I wanna say it's in Illinois, I think. I sounds I, right. I wanna say that.
5: It sounds like an Illinois school. Louisville, Kentucky. Oh yeah.
3: Close. Apparently. Close. Yeah. Um it's, it's right around the corner. I've <laughs> been in Louisville. Good job on uh, the rotation number. For those who are new to betting, uh, I'll keep in mind, rotation number is always going to be the easiest way to navigate the, navigate the board. And just a couple of thoughts uh, before we say goodbye. One, Michael, I know a lot of people are wondering – about our nascar coverage i will say this mm-hmm. pritch and femi begged us not to talk nascar because they have it covered they're going to do about two and a half Good. of their three hours on the daytona 500 so pritch is over there pritch w- is wearing a nascar jacket today shockingly enough love it and femi I has a it. denny hamlin jersey on so that we we had it
2: prepared to cover but uh, of course femi and pritch want to do nascar is that okay michael it's fine with me. I, you know, I, I'm enjoying it. I don't need to change any tires. I'm all good. It's really good. I'll enjoy it. Have I'll watch
3: cars tonight. Have you changed? No, I've never changed a tire in my life. Why would never. you? <laughs> it's called AAA, homie. Never. <laughs> Josh, no. Josh hasn't changed a
2: tire. No I know. That he
3: doesn't
5: even mow his own lawn, no right, Josh? Oh, yeah, exactly, Patrick. I'm not good with mechanics. That's not my my left side of the brain here. So, yeah, imagine the three of us in the pit crew. They're going around. Michael, you got the tires. Patrick, me and you, we got the wheel. Let's change. Let's fix it up.
3: Three hours with Pritch and Femi on Daytona. Your neck's got to
2: get sore watching them go back and forth. You know, your neck's got to (laughs) have neck exercises for that game. We got some sound effects. Michael,
3: enjoy your Sunday. Josh, enjoy yours as well. See you tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you to Stephen as well and Kevin.